I was really struggling in my heart when Reverend Will asking if I can bring the word of God on Dr. Martin Luther King there at church. Not because I didn't want to preach, but because of the weight and the symbolism of that name. Who am I to say anything about this man's vision or battle or even his life? So you know, if I say nothing about him, it is not my fault. You can talk to your pastors and let them struggle with that. I'm too small to comment or look at your history, your culture, your politics, your social justice, slavery, Black Lives Matter, all the divisions in your society. I'm too small to do that. But I can still dream. I can dream because of my African context. God often uses dreams to speak to us, to reveal himself to us and to be prophetic about his will in our daily life. So for that, I will dream. I bring you the warm greetings of my wife, my kids, and the body of Christ in Togo. The ministry is going well by the grace of God. The church plant is exciting. The school is flourishing. And the training of indigenous missionaries is also blessed. A manor conference, the radio broadcasting, the care of the orphan, and the widow ministry, Sister Teresa Orphanage, are blessing many lives in Togo. Thank you so much for your partnership and support in our ministry. Thank you for sending Reverend Will and his family two years ago. Thank you. Please keep praying for Togo, the place to go. <laughs> Togo has been in the news a lot this past month, and things are still not settled. Why are we in crisis? The right answer I can think of is because of the effect of sin, injustice, and oppression, and tribalism in our cities and towns. Because of that, God cannot be silent. The Holy Spirit cannot be quiet. Because of that, Jesus Christ cannot be indifferent. The church cannot be out of the equation. Martin Luther King could not be silenced. Because of injustice, you cannot be silent 
Amen. You. Till we see gases flow like waters and righteousness like an overflowing stream, we cannot be silent. Till we see our city's walls of division torn down, we cannot be content and be at peace. Because God is at work bringing nations and tribes together in the ministry of reconciliation. Till we see the power of love and compassion at work in our own heart to care for one another despite race, tribes, ethnic groups, or nationality, we cannot be happy and thankful till we see the kingdom of God at hand in every corner of our land. We cannot take rest in our faith journey. Brothers and sisters, everywhere on this earth we face the same problem, the same sin consequences. We are divided. This is a world sickness. Back home, depending on your tribe, or your ethnic group, there are things that, can, that you can benefit or things can stand against you because of your tribe. When in 2010 we went back home, I hired a secretary for a ministry. Some people from my tribe were upset because my secretary was from a different tribe. If you get pulled over by the police and you're from my tribe, Kabye tribe, you can easily negotiate your way out by using the tribal language with the policemen and go. Because the police and the army are ruled and controlled by one tribe. Back home. I'm not surprised by the police structure and colors in America. If you are a policeman in this room, I respect you because you have a very difficult job. Church, we need to be praying for them every day. Visit the history of Rwanda and understand the tragedy of tribalism, tribalism between Hutus and Tutsis. Thousands and thousands of people died during the genocide in 1994 in Rwanda. Visit India and see how it is hard to be accepted when you come from a low status. Asking any South African to describe you the consequences of apartheid regime. Talk with any refugees from Burma, Nepal, or Sudan. 
The same virus is destroying lives every single day. We live in a very sick world. The sad news is how the church, I mean believers in Christ, I mean you and me, are trapped in this issue of race, tribes, power, control. My church in Togo is my denomination. It's in the hands of one particular tribe. And there's no way to live out the kingdom of God in such an ungodly manner. We ought to be different because of the word Jesus gave us, the gospel. And the fact that we are not from this world, we got to be different. Church, we are not from this world. America is not home. We know the word. We know Jesus. And because of that, the world will stand against us. If the world loves you, and you are so comfortable with the world's views, then my friend, I will have serious questions to ask you. Why Jesus is saying that? Why is saying, as the Father sent him in this world, he's sending us with the same mandate. The truth about God, about ourselves, truth about sin, and our need for salvation. The truth shall set you free, and yet many are not free. Go after them. Go and search for the lost. Go after them. Go after the oppressed and oppressor. Go after the poor and rich. Go after black men in jail. Go after the drug addict. Go after the single mom. Go after Republican. Go after Democrat. Go after the refugees. Go after the sinner with the word of God. Not your word, but with the word of God. I'm not asking you to do, to do those things. I'm not asking you to do that. Your father is asking you. God is asking us to do it. Hey, Macklin, wait a minute. What do you mean by that? Well, what you just heard. He wants people to be sanctified, to be set apart by his word. Do not keep the word for yourself. Live it 
out in the world. Then what? What's the next step? Read with me again this verse. I do not ask those for those only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Two things, two points, very quick. We are all one body, black, white, Africans, Europeans, Asians, rich, poor, name it. In Christ, we are one. Jesus prayed for it. Think about it. He prayed for it. Before God, there is no African church, American church, black church, Asian church, Presbyterian, Baptist, Lutheran, Assembly of God, or any other name of church. How far are we in line with those words of Jesus? I'm not suggesting that we should be in one room and be the body of Christ. I'm not saying that. We can be in the same room and not be together. Husband and wife can be under the same roof and be far away from one another. We are called to be bound in the love, in love with one another. Do we love people who are not like us? Are they welcome in our lives? What Jesus means by the Father is in me and me in the Father. How open are we with others? How open are we with those who are not like us, black or white? How quick are we in our prejudice toward those who are not like us? King saw the brokenness of our society and dreamed about his kids. I have a dream that for my four little children, will one day live in a nation, I will say, in a church, where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. How welcome are they who look different? Who cannot meet our standard of lifestyle? How welcome? In our lives, people are people who have limitations. To allow somebody to be in your life is huge and complex. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. And we got that. We have the Holy Spirit. 
The second reason why Jesus was saying that, so that the world may believe that Jesus is sent by his Father. Missions, evangelism. Are we surprised why unbelievers are no more attracted by the gospel? Are we surprised? It is right here. Unbelievers struggle to understand what is going on among Christians. If we worship the same God, the same Jesus, the same Holy Spirit, something must be wrong somewhere. They are struggling to understand what is going on in the body of Christ. Martin Luther King, in his last speech, said, well, I don't know what will happen now. We have some difficulties ahead. But it doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop, I don't mind. Like any man, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I have looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as people will get to the promised land. I'm not happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I don't know about you. But for me, the coming of the Lord cannot be seen outside the beauty of the church. He's coming back to take the church that he loves and died for. His body, one body, his bride. Have you ever seen a bride on her wedding day dirty? Jesus is preparing his church for that day. He's taking off all the dirty spots. Ungodliness, evil, injustice, racism, tribalism in the church. Are you willing to be part of the preparation of that future historical event? Do not wait for tomorrow. It's now in your heart. It's now in our hearts. Let us make room in our heart for Jesus' friends all over the world. And also here in Lexington, Kentucky.
We can do it. We can do it. Why? Because Jesus prayed for that. He prayed for it. He prayed for it. God always answers Jesus' prayers. He always, he does. Do you want also to pray like Jesus? Do you want to pray that prayer? Please, Jesus, help us. Amen.